0: Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today I've got a fun one for you. Today's guest is not only full of energy, she's got a fascinating area of focus. Well, I'm just gonna say it. Teaching folks how to live like the pioneers. And I'm talking raising pigs and cattle, grinding your own flour, canning vegetables, things you will never ever catch me doing. Although I find it fascinating that she has built an entire business around pioneering. So by day, Melissa Norris used to work as a pharmacy tech in a town two hours outside of Seattle. By night, she worked on her webinars and her membership site. And in less than two years, she was able to build up her business and quit her day job. Now, today she has a podcast. It's called Pioneering Today, and she's got a course called the Pioneering Today Academy. She also has two books, The Made From Scratch Life and Handmade, The Modern Guide to Made From Scratch Living. I wanted to bring her on today's show for a few reasons. Number one, to talk about the steps she took to quit her day job. I know a lot of you are loving the idea of quitting your own job, and you've been asking me the steps that it takes to get it done. So I wanted to offer you one roadmap of how a student got there. There's a lot of different ways to get there, but I wanted to share one of my students' stories. And the second reason why I wanted to have Melissa on the show is because she's had amazing success with webinars and specifically she's used webinars to sell her membership site. And so she's going to share some insights and some aha moments she's experienced along the way as she's paved her way to great success with webinars. All right, let's go ahead and jump in as we chat with Melissa Norris. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm honored to have you here.
1: Thank you. I'm really excited. I have been a longtime fan of you, Amy. In fact, when you talk about your tribe and the people who listen to every single podcast episode, my hand totally raised up.
0: I love it. I love when that happens, when I'm excited about your story and you are a loyal listener. I think it's a huge win-win. So I'm excited to dive into your story because it's just so interesting in terms of where you were, what you've done, and where you're at now. So if you're cool with it, we're just going to dive in. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so first, tell me about your full-functioning homestead. What is that? Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, so I, we live on what we call a full-functioning homestead. So we're in Washington State, Pacific Northwest, and we live on almost 15 acres. And my husband and our two kids, we raise all of our own meat. So we raise all of our own organic grass-fed beef, organic pork, we have laying hens, so we get fresh eggs every day. And we also raise a flock of meat chickens that we butcher and harvest ourselves. So we're fully self-sufficient when it comes to our meat. And then we have a huge you know, vegetable garden and fruit trees. I can about 500 jars of food every year to stock in the pantry. We do seed saving. So that is what I mean by fully functioning homestead. We're pretty self-sufficient. We do still use the grocery store, but we try to produce as much of our own food as we can.
0: Wow. Okay. So how long have you been doing this?
1: So I was raised as a homesteader. My parents, we live really rurally. And so we, my dad always raised our own beef. So Beef is something. Even growing up, I've never purchased or really ate from the store unless you know you're going to a barbecue or someone else's house. So that aspect, we always had a vegetable garden. My mom always canned vegetables, and we'd pick blackberries because they just run wild here and make our jam and jelly for the year. So part of it was just a natural part of my upbringing, and I just thought everybody did that. I had no idea that it was kind <laughs> of something <laughs> you know special or or unique in a way until I was older. And so when my husband and I got married and we started our family in fact, the first year that my husband and I were married pre kids, the springtime came in the spring with our growing season, you just naturally go out and you till up and you get the garden ready to plant. And like I said, at this time, I still thought everybody just did this. So it's our first year married. And I said, aren't you going to go, you know, we need to borrow a rototiller or, you know, look into getting one of our own because we need to get the soil ready. It's time to start planting pretty soon. And he kind of looks at me and he goes, you want to have a vegetable garden? And I'm like, what do you mean what? I <laughs> just let you do. And bless his heart. Oh my he, gosh. He totally jumped in with me and he's like, "Yeah, let's do that." And he has just embraced th- the whole homesteading thing, which has been fabulous. And so we started there and then as we had kids and I had health issues, actually I had my esophagus and upper stomach biopsy for cancer in my late 20s when my daughter was just a year old and my son was 5. And when we started looking at our food and the industry as a whole with our groceries and modern agriculture and all of that stuff, we decided that we were really going to up what we were raising ourselves. And so that's when we brought in all of the chickens and the pork and started doing our meat chickens as well and really increased our home food production.
0: So impressive. I love your story. Okay, so how did you get the idea of teaching others how to do this?
1: Yeah, so I started a blog because I actually, Amy, thought that I was going to be a historical fiction author. I've always wanted to be a writer ever since I was a little girl. So I learned that you needed this thing called a platform like way back in the day, 2011, 2010. And so I decided, well, I need to create a blog then in order to create a platform to sell a fiction book. So I started a blog and because I was going to write historical fiction that had people, you know, growing their own food and canning and cooking in Dutch ovens and all the stuff that we were doing already, I thought, well, I'll share like those type of tutorials and recipes because People would be interested in maybe how to do that if they like this time period of fiction. So I started a how-to homesteading blog. I just didn't know that that's what it was in the very beginning in 2011. So the blog started to really grow organically. And so then I started looking at it as you know a blog and learning about marketing. I actually was asked to do a local radio show, which then morphed into my podcast And then I got my first book offer by a traditional publisher because of my blog. They saw my content and they said, we would love to have you write nonfiction books for us. So not the route I thought I was going to initially go, which of course I accepted. We've published two books, which has been a really fun experience, but I had a lot of readers who, and listeners from the podcast, both, they were asking for video content And or they were asking if we ever open up our home to do like a really hands-on training, doing all the homestead stuff like a weekend at our home. And I realized at that time, because I was still working my day job and I was doing all of this, that I really could not deliver any more in-depth training with the current setup that I had. So both time and money, because I was putting in, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week on the blog and all of that part, plus the day job and then, you know, family, kids, the homestead animals and all of that. But in order to provide it, I needed to invest in a platform, you know, video hosting, equipment, and to pull that together and really do it, it had to be at a paid level. So that's when I discovered that I, you know, I had a need and a want, and I wanted to do it, and my readers wanted to do it, but that I had to find that way to pull it together and actually do some type of either a video course or a membership site.
0: Gotcha. So fantastic. Okay. So talk to me about when you realized you could transition from your day job and the first step toward doing that. Like, I want to know what did this look like? I know you had a talk with your husband, right?
1: I did. I absolutely did. So at first it was really exciting because I can still remember when with my blog, you know, I earned like $50 and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I actually earned money for this. And that was very exciting. (laughs) That was really exciting. And so every year I was seeing growth, even though the only income levels that I had was from some advertising on the blog and affiliate marketing. And so I talked to my husband and I originally thought that our determination was that I needed to make the same amount from the website and the blog and everything as what my current day job salary was. Well, because I'd never been a business owner before, I quickly realized that just because you may be taking in that dollar amount, it does not mean you're taking it home and it's going into your bank account. Right. (laughs) So I started working towards the goal of doubling my salary. But in the meantime, for that growth to happen is the money that was coming in from the business that I was getting to take home is I started paying off any debt that we had early. So we had, we have a mortgage of course, and then a, a car payment and some medical bills and that type of thing. So I started taking all of the extra money. And instead of just, you know, going in and putting it in our bank account and spending it, I put it all towards bills. So I started with our medical bills, then I was able to pay off my car a year early. So that meant that when I was positioned to quit my day job, that our monthly bills were also lower, just as kind of a safety net. And it's always smart to pay off our debt first, right?
0: So brilliant. I love that. Just to give you peace of mind when you left your day job. That's great.
1: Yeah. And it also was really motivating because when I could show my husband, like, look, I was able to take this amount of cash that I earned from the business and we paid off this loan. Like it was really exciting for both of us. And it was really extra motivation on my part because I'm like, this is so awesome.
0: Yes, (laughs) So then, okay, so then you realize, okay, I need to double my salary in order to be able to quit my day job. And I think you were telling me that you wanted to make a certain amount for a full year before you quit your day job.
1: I did because with marketing, especially with what I was doing, it is, and when you're in business for yourself, Not every month is the same. You know, it's not that guaranteed paycheck, the same amount that you usually or normally would get, you know, from when you're working a set number of hours. And so we needed to know that it was true sustainability and that that level was going to stay there. Because if I just was making my same monthly salary for, say, you know, three months in a row, well, something could really shift. So I needed to know for sure that it was holding before I went ahead and made that leap because I do live so rurally finding another job. A pharmacy technician is what I have my certification in. I would be looking at a commute of at least one to one and a half hours one way from where I live uh, for the next pharmacy. So I had to really make sure that it was going to hold before we made that jump. So you could say we're not as much risk-taking as probably a lot of people in that position, but I had to make sure that it was solid because once I quit, there was no going back.
0: One of the key principles here that I absolutely love is that you Took baby steps and you didn't rush this and you were patient. And I think that all really paid off for you. So I absolutely love your way of thinking in terms of moving from your day job. Now, just so I'm really clear, you were going to double your salary in your side hustle. So basically, before you left your day job, your side hustle had to make twice as much as you were making as a pharmacy technician. Am I understanding that right?
1: Absolutely. And I should say gross wise, because then I knew you know, that I would be taking home close to what it was. So my business had to be making gross, double my salary from my day job.
0: Gotcha. Now here's a question I get asked all the time from my students who are building their online businesses. They say, Amy, how can I possibly have time to build this side hustle when I have a full-time job and kids and a life and all this crazy stuff that's going on? How do you ever make time? Please give me some insight on how you made that happen. Oh my goodness. Because it's not easy, right?
1: It's not easy. And I I want people to know that it's not, yeah, it's not that, you know, kind of walk in the park dream thing that we sometimes like to romanticize when we're thinking about it. It's a lot of hard work. Is it worth it? Absolutely. I mean, this is my passion, sharing this with people and doing it. it. It truly is. But TV was not a thing that I watched. I would get up in the morning early and I would do about two hours of work. So, It could be writing a blog post, recording a podcast episode. I would even shoot my videos before I would go to work. So I would literally get up at six o'clock a.m. and I would can a run of peaches and would be videoing that whole thing for the video course and then go to work and then come home, you know, do dinner, take care of the animals, the kids, all of that. And then after the kids were in bed and all of that was done, put in about another two hours so they, it was some long days, and I'll be honest, I was getting really tired, but I knew that the payoff was going to be coming. And I also gave myself a timeline that if this does not start to pay off in a certain amount of time, then I'm going to step back and decide, do I keep pursuing this or do I just do the day job? Because I knew long-term sustainability, that it would not be possible for me to keep that pace, but in a short term, it was.
0: Ah, oh, so good. That's such... A great thing for my audience to hear. It's not like you have to keep this pace forever, but this is reality, and you are running two jobs at one time. And I love that your niche is so different than mine. The fact that you're getting up at 6 a.m. creating videos for your audience. What was it? Can a run of peaches? Wait, what was that term you used? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, sorry for talking homesteading lingo. So yes. It's oh, so cool. Oh, good. So
1: yeah, like I would do, I was doing all of our own food preservation and literally my membership site and my courses are as I'm taking you through step-by-step everything that we do seasonally on our homestead. So in the summertime, when your fruit harvest is on, I would need to can, and when I say a run, that's how many jars will fit in my canner at once. Okay. So I was canning five quarts of peaches before work that morning. And so I needed to- So good. Video that whole process. And then the beauty of it is then I have all, you know, we have that food to eat and I'm stocking our pantry, which is part of our goals. So it was kind of twofold- process there, you know, so I was doing my work, but I was documenting it at the same time.
0: I absolutely love it. And here's the deal. I hate the word hustle. And I've told my listeners this before. I feel that hustle can run you into the ground. However, in your first few years of business, I don't think you can get around it. So you were definitely hustling there. And I love that we're talking about it and making it very apparent that it wasn't easy. But I love what you also said. So totally worth it. So this is, this is great. Okay. So I'm going to keep moving you forward. So we, Get to the point that you realize, okay, I've got to double my salary before I leave my day job. You are doing that for a full year, and then you are finally ready to go out on your own. So next, you had to decide what to sell and how to sell it. So tell me about that.
1: Yes. And I do want to mention one thing, though. I did start decreasing my hours, and I also let my employer know that that was my end goal. So I was very upfront about it. They were totally on board with that. And so I want to say I also actually did quitting my day job and baby steps as well.
0: I love it. That's exactly what I did at Tony Robbins. I asked to work from home a little bit. Then I asked to go part time. Then I finally took the leap. And that was over at least a period of a year. So I think having that open communication when you're a good employee, I think that your employers will respect that. And not always, but many instances. So you and I were very lucky in that.
1: We were. In fact, it's fabulous because they actually still, they sell my books for me. at the oh my So it's a great communicate. It's been, it's really been a great business, but I did a relationship between us. I did want to share that point as well, but yeah. So I realized I needed to double the money and then deciding what to sell and how to sell it. So at the time my income streams, like I said, was ad revenue from the blog, the website, and then also affiliate marketing. But I did not have my own product to sell. And I knew to really continue the growth and to make this a full-time living that I had to have something to sell. And I'd been playing with the idea of doing video courses and or a membership site for a long time, but the technology and I did not know how to do it. So it was kind of holding me back. And then two things happened. New Kajabi did their founders launch and I found out about it the very last day that you could get in on it. And so I'm like, okay, I've actually got the tech done for me now all in one you know, package. So I got that part down. And then you had webinars that convert, which I actually purchased webinars that convert in the fall, but I didn't do my first webinar to launch my membership site until the spring. So I kind of sat on it for a little bit. But I used webinars to launch and I did a beta launcher, a pre-sale model with the webinar. So when I launched, I had one video lesson up waiting for them within the academy with the promise of what I would be delivering every single month to them. So I totally pre-sold the entire thing.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, so you did not have your entire program ready to go and you had just a little bit. So you launched it with webinars. And then from there, what did you promise? Like what was the offer?
1: So the offer was, and at the time I, i looking back, I didn't even think to do, you could pay for a whole year in advance and get a discount. It was just set at that monthly fee. And at that time when they got to join, it was $17 a month. And I promised that I would do two to three video lessons every single month and that I would deliver that to them. And with my video lessons, I also deliver a full download guide. Sometimes there's additional recipes in there, like written recipes, if we're going over that type of thing, especially with the canning different recipes for them. But knowing that my audience is homesteaders, I knew that they would want to have something that they could download and print out so that they would have that hard paper copy. So they're getting a download guide with their tutorials, plus the video lesson. And I promised I would deliver two to three of those a month. And then we also did a private Facebook group. And I promised I would do a bonus Q and a session once a month as well. So that's what I had promised to deliver when we first launched and have stayed with that.
0: And you were scrappy at the time, meaning like you were doing your own video editing and, and getting this all together. Did you have a team behind you at all?
1: I had no team Amy, and honestly, I'm still doing, I'm looking into more, but I still shoot all of my own videos, and I still edit all of my own videos. I still do all of that. I'm looking at creating a team, so that's an area that I'm really looking forward to moving into this year, but I still do it myself, and like I said, I just am totally self-taught, So I want to let you know, because I think that's intimidating for a lot of people is thinking I need to have, you know, and I did invest in a really good light, you know, good audio equipment, a good camera, but you don't have to have it all totally professionally done. You can deliver and then grow and improve.
0: Yes, this is such a great story because... It really is going to resonate with so many people listening right now. They don't have a team. They are doing it on their own. They don't really know the technology. Self-taught is totally okay. As long as you stick with it, you're going to figure it out. So, so many great lessons here. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products, and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Linen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customers' experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Okay. So now we're actually getting to the good stuff. Not that that other stuff wasn't good, but we're really getting into it now because at this point you start to invest more time into your business because now you don't have this other full time job. You can give it your all. Step three was actually that you sold a membership site as a beta. And we already went over all of that, but I didn't actually declare it as step three. So now we're getting into step four and this stuff is even better than before because you're starting to invest more time into your business you've quit your day job you're in it you're making things happen so step 4 is scaling and you dedicated more hours to the business so talk to me about what that looked like
1: yeah so for scaling is i really wanted to be able to invest more time to my members you know to my core people. And Amy, you have done a great model of that. I'm gonna be honest, I have purchased a lot of courses. I used to have like Shiny Object Syndrome where I just purchased every every course that came along. <laughs> I really was immersing myself in learning. And you have been the example to me because even though I purchased webinars that convert when you first launched it, which has been years back now, you show up and you provide still provide hands-on training. You're present in the groups And you're still helping your members even way far down the road. And of all the courses that I've joined, I've been frustrated to see the lack of that. And so I wanted to make sure that I could provide that same thing back to my members. So I've been able to survey them. I've been able to get into the group more and find out really what they need more of from me and then how I can deliver that as well. So a lot of this scaling is I wanted to make sure I was keeping Really good care of my core people and then doing more webinars. So, this year I'm really excited. We're getting ready to launch in just a couple of weeks to do more webinars looking at the things that really worked. And honestly, webinars is the very best converter to for me to bring new people in and not just to bring new people into the membership site, but to have them stay. So that retention level off of a webinar is much stronger. So I'm looking to do more webinars this year than I have in the past. And I can do that now, I can actually have different times and days of the week because I don't have to work that around my work schedule. So I'm really excited to play and then optimize and find out which of those is working the best
0: now. Uh, such a great feeling when you do all the work to finally let go of the day job and now you have this time to experiment and try new things and and really get in it I remember when that happened it was like the best freedom I've ever experienced so I'm excited that you got to that point now I want to ask you a really quick question because I know some of my listeners that are interested in doing webinars have this question I'm curious if you can give us a little snapshot as to what you teach in the webinar and then of Of course, you're selling your membership site, but what does the free content look like in your webinar?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I will say too, because I have a membership site, and mine is a bit seasonally because you know planting is usually one time of year for the majority of it, and and canning and stuff is predominantly when your harvest is on. I have different webinars for different times of the year, but they all lead into the same core product. So, for example, one of the things that I do when I'm getting ready to do is going to be how to raise enough food for a whole year and so i go over in there the crops and the things that we grow for a whole year and the amount of work that that honestly truly takes us of our hands on time and then we transition into if you want to learn how we do absolutely all of this then come and join the membership site and i will walk you through and actually show you how you butcher the chickens and how you actually prune your fruit trees and how you actually do all of these steps. But I do give them if you want to grow enough food for a year, this is really what it takes. You cannot grow all your own food for a year. Let me be specific on that, too. But this is how to determine which crops or which foods you and your situation with your land and the time that you have, this is what you're going to be able to grow an entire year's worth of. And this is how you take advantage of the area that you do have to grow more crops. So looking at varieties and ways that you can maximize the space and the time that you have to get more of it. So that's one of the the classes that's been really popular that we're going to be doing more of webinar-wise.
0: Okay, so let me point out to those that are interested in webinars why that works. And the reason for that, it's so very smart, is that Melissa is actually showing people what is possible. She's laying out the roadmap and saying, this is what it will take. And she's giving them the honest assessment so they don't think it's super easy or they could do it in a few days. She's really laying it out. This is the real raw story of how you can grow your food and have your livestock whatever it might mean for a full year. And now once they see the opportunity and the possibility through her free content, now they're saying, okay, this is doable. How do I do it? Sign me up. I want more. So remember that free content, the opportunity, the possibility with real life examples, real stories of someone actually making it happen. So incredibly powerful for free content. Okay. So just wanted to put that in there because I love when our episodes are actually mini lessons that people can walk away with takeaways. So... All right. We got to step four, which was all about scaling, dedicating more hours to the business. You're going to start doing webinars at this point. You I love these seasonal webinars. So fantastic for what you do. But once you started seeing results and you knew it was working, what was the final step that you took? I know you had a big goal for yourself to kind of seal it all together like, okay, this is actually working. We are moving full steam ahead.
1: Yeah. So I had a a numbers goal as far as how many people were going to be in the membership. And for me, it was a hundred. When I first launched, I'm like, okay, when I have a hundred members in my membership site, that's my ultimate goal. And we're there. And of course, one of the fun things about goals is as soon as you reach it, then you're ready to boom, stretch that bad boy out (laughs) and
0: reach again. Yeah. So true. So you wanted to reach a 100 members in your membership site, which you've done, and now you've set your goals higher and you're reaching for the stars. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. So now that we've gone through the steps of what it looked like for you to leave your full-time job and turn your side hustle into a real job that you're doing at home every single day, I want to talk to you about your membership site. Because I don't talk about membership sites very much on my podcast, but it's a topic that comes up a lot. So let's just take a few quick minutes to talk about this. How many times do you add new content to your membership site and what kind of stuff do you add to the membership site?
1: Yeah. So in the beginning, when it was in its beta series, like I said, I launched and didn't have anything. At that time, I was adding about five to six videos a month because I really wanted to build it up. And I have basically within the membership site, I have mini courses or mini modules as you would speak. So I wanted some of those modules to be completely finished so that I could sell them as an independent course and open that up to affiliates or joint venture partnerships. So that's what I did with our home Canning with Confidence course is I delivered all of that Over a four month period. And so that was putting in additional videos beyond just the two to three that I'd promised. But it was also great for me because I knew what I was capable of and what I could sustain if I needed to. But I also could feel like, okay, six video lessons with me doing everything myself a month, that is too much. And so I knew that two to three I could sustain for a long period of time and not feel overwhelmed. And I kind of also like to under promise and over deliver whenever possible. So I felt like those first three months that those people who came in with me and trusted me without anything being there, that I was delivering to them double the amount that I said. So I kind of liked that aspect as well. But long term, that wouldn't work. So now long term, what I do is two to three video lessons a month. And those average anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. It just depends on how detailed the tutorial is on what I'm doing. But what I like to do is for those two to three videos every month are linked together. So they're kind of mini series and you can go deeper and deeper with the lessons each lesson does get that download guide. So for example, over the winter months, when you're not out as much, you know, gardening and growing and raising everything, we had a grinding your own flour and baking and cooking with fresh flour. So we covered ancient grains, how to, you know, make your bread with fresh flour, how to form the rolls, how to store your homemade bread. We had an in- gluten-free baking. So we had an entire series on that. And then they also get all the download guides linked together to create a mini ebook so that you have at the end of it, you actually have an ebook that you can print out or just store on your computer that goes and complements the video lessons.
0: Fantastic stuff. I love these topics too. They're just fascinating to me. I could only imagine me trying to ground my own flower. I think it would be a disaster, but I'm always so impressed with people that could do these things. So I love the topic. Tell me about your private Facebook group. What do you do in there?
1: The private Facebook group honestly has been one of the biggest assets to the whole membership site. So the group is a true community, which happens in your private Facebook groups, Amy, but it doesn't happen in every single one that I've been a part of with courses. So I go in there at least once a month and we'll do a private Facebook live. So it'll be a Q and a, or it'll be a special type of training. It's not always a Q and a sometimes it's just live. Like actually in January, I was showing how to completely reorganize and redo your kitchen and your pantry for maximum efficiency because I needed to do it. And so I watched <laughs> everybody through live and then throughout the whole month, everybody is posting their after pictures. So you can see everybody who's doing it, giving additional ideas. So it's been really fun like that. The everybody, not everybody in the group, but most people within the groups, they will post pictures of what they're doing. And there's just a really great support system that has naturally happened where people are giving great advice. I even had, I was not able to get in the group at the time. I was actually at my day job. And one of the members was having trouble with her pressure canner and she didn't know how to fix it. And she didn't know what to do. And so she sent out an SOS for help in the group. And another member said, just here's my phone number. Call me. She was an experienced pressure canner. She said, I'll walk you through what to do. Call me right now. I'll help you. We'll get this figured out. That to me is amazing. And so yes, they did. They totally connected. They gave each other phone number. She totally helped her Solved it, got it fixed. And I was like, that's just amazing to me to see that level of help coming together in a community. And I was just forward and like, wow, I feel really honored to just be a part of it.
0: Yeah, I love seeing that. That's like, it feels like when you are a leader of a Facebook group and you see other people helping each other, even getting offline to help each other. It's like, you feel like a proud parent, like you're beaming. Yeah, like, Look what they're doing. This is so fantastic. I know that feeling a hundred percent. I forgot to ask you earlier, how much do you charge for your membership site?
1: Yeah. So currently it's $27 a month. And if you join and prepay for a year, you get a discount and you also get an awesome bonus. You get both of my books the physical paperback copies shipped to you
0: oh cool i love adding that extra in there when people pay in full now speaking of extras you do some really fun things to keep your members engaged so share with me some of those aspects
1: yeah so for example when my new book handmade came out this past october If you were in my membership site, then you got an email four days before anybody else and you got the opportunity to purchase the book early, but you also got a special discount and you also had the option if you purchased it, you got it at a discount and then you also could get some little free mini measuring spoons. And so I had a limited edition of these measuring spoons. So I opened it up to just my members first, because if I had sold out from just them, it wouldn't have even went to the public. So I try to give them special discounts. Oftentimes I'm able to work with different companies for supplies that will need to do things and they will give us special coupons and special discounts and my members get those. Those don't go out to my regular list. And then this year, our two year anniversary is in March of when the membership opened. and my listener or my members don't even know this yet, but they are going to be getting a special thank you, happy anniversary package in the mail sent to them.
0: So that's really cool. So you treat them as though they are VIPs. They get all the special treatment when they're part of your membership site. Yes. Which I absolutely love. Okay, so what do you think are one or two pieces that really click for you when you were selling a membership site? I'd love just a few takeaways, whether they had to do with webinars or just selling a membership site in general. Give me a few takeaways before we wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Well, I really liked the membership model because I could build it and release it at the same time that I was Earning some money back for it to help offset the costs, and the reason that I liked the membership site too is because I could release a few videos and then I can get instant feedback on it from the members and this was especially in the beginning but even now like I just put in in January what are some things that you need help with this year so it really makes sure that I'm delivering to them the content and the help that they need not just what I think they need because it's not always the same sometimes it is and so I loved the idea of the membership site, not only being able to deliver what my members really need and to get feedback and to fine tune it, but then I'm also able to take that content because these are my core people. right? And I can look at that content and I can reverse engineer back some of my blog posts and my lead magnets and my trip wires so that it funnels in a lot better for better conversion and that everything is congruent and matching up.
0: So fantastic. And tell me a little bit about some of your ahas with your sales sequence.
1: Oh my goodness. So <laughs> this was one of the things that I loved so much about webinars that convert. So I really need a blueprint. I'm a person that you give me a recipe and boom, 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 I'm gonna follow it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> get it done. I might alter it where needed, but I, I really work well if I have an outline or a proven blueprint, proven recipe type thing. So that was one of the things that I loved about webinars that convert when you were describing a program, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so this is for me. But one of the things that I didn't even know until I actually got into the program was your email, your pre-boarding four webinars, email sequence, and then the follow-up sequence, and how you even had this whole email segment to send to people who are on your list who didn't sign up for the webinar, but that still gives your offer it was fantastic. And so I used that, of course, for my webinars. But then I also reverse engineered those emails and tailored them for different campaigns. So if I was doing an affiliate campaign or a promotion for a different type of product, I would go back to those emails and use them. And of course, you know, rewrite them for whatever it was. But that was really powerful. I think that alone was almost as powerful as the whole webinar part.
0: So just truth be known, I'm a little bit embarrassed because when I asked you that question, Melissa, I actually didn't know you were going to give a shining review to webinars that convert. So thank you so much for that. But I had known you had mentioned the fact that you were sending these follow up emails and that they were powerful. So thank you. I didn't mean to set you up to give me a glowing review, but I appreciate it all the same. But with that, I just had this light bulb moment and I have to ask you, and this is something we didn't talk about before we actually got on this interview, but you talk about tripwires and affiliates and reengineering email campaigns and doing webinars. Like you talk about some high level things. Do you have a marketing background? Like how do you know all these things coming from being in pharmaceuticals? Like how's that happening?
1: Oh my goodness, nothing to do with my day job. No, I have no marketing background whatsoever. I am your girl of pull up your bootstraps and mine are literal bootstraps because I wear rubber (laughs) boots (laughs) and just learning it. So following your podcast, Amy, yours was one of the, I don't even know how I found you, but I have been following your website and your podcast for years, probably the very first episodes, and then following other online marketers, digital marketer, perpetual traffic, really just immersing myself and, and really learning from the people that I think are doing a good job. I mean, if I'm listening to your podcast and it helps me or if I'm following somebody online and the content that they're delivering to me works, then I look and I'm like, why is that working on me? You know, especially when not only does it work for me to sign up or whatever to buy the product, but I get the results from it. So I guess I'm a really big fan of reverse engineering on always, but I am totally just a student of you have to get in there and you have to learn it. And I wanted to be able to under one, I couldn't afford to hire this out. Like, I'll just be honest. I could not afford to hire any of this out when I first started. And I also wanted to make sure that I understood it enough that I could do it. Now, maybe not as awesome as someone who's a professional at it, but before I hired it out, I needed to be able to understand it so that when I went to hire it out, if something, you know, kind of went wrong or that I could make sure that I gave them what they really needed to do the best job possible, because if I'm going to spend my money on somebody, they better be able to do it better than I can.
0: So true. I totally believe in that 100%. Melissa, you really impress me. I love your ability to just learn what you need to learn. Like you said, pull up your bootstraps, get in there and make it happen. I'm sure you've had your moments of frustration and your moments of like, I can't do this. This isn't making sense. Then you go back to it and you make it work. So perseverance, consistency, I just see it running through everything you've done. And I think you're going to be an inspiration for those listeners right now that are feeling like, I don't know this stuff. Marketing doesn't come easy to me. It's not my second language. It wasn't yours either, but you stuck with it. And that message, if if someone walks away with just getting that message, it could be a game changer for them. So you really are giving people a gift and I appreciate that. And my final question, I guess I've got two more questions. First, what's next for you? You're, you've done all this great stuff. You've gotten your business to a really solid place, but I know that you're always shooting for more. So what's next?
1: Yeah, so my next goals for this 2018 is I wanna double the size of my email list. So that is a very big goal. I also wanna double the amount of members that I have. So doubling is apparently my thing for this year. So I wanna double the amount of emails, subscribers, and then double the people who are my membership site. And I'm hoping that those go hand in hand. And then my other thing is consistency. And this is where your podcast has been such a great inspiration to me because you put out a podcast episode every single week. And I have a podcast. And so before I was doing between two and three podcasts a month, sometimes it would be every week, but it was never without fail every single week. And so that's my goal for 2018. And so I loved the batching episode that you did and the ones you've talked about your podcast. And so a podcast episode every single week for 2018. So those are my three concrete goals.
0: I love those goals. Absolutely fantastic. And I know I've got some people interested in homesteading out there. So you got to tell people where can they check out your content?
1: Yeah, so at melissaknorris.com and the Pioneering Today podcast on wherever
0: you listen to podcasts. Fantastic. Melissa, thank you again. It has been a true pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Amy.
0: So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Melissa as much as I have. What I loved most is that Melissa is building a business around a topic that has nothing to do with making money online or marketing online, which is of course my niche. It's what I do, but I'd like to show examples of how what I do can work in other different niches or different fields or different markets or whatever it might be. And Melissa is proof of that. So I'm so glad she came on the show. Okay. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. We've got an awesome episode planned for you. I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.